Welcome to the Breaks Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Breaks Radio. Be real, Excel is King Shit. I am your host this week, CEO Hayes. But you know, if I'm here, that means my brother can't be far behind me. Johnny, what's going on? What's up, man? One week till Christmas. You know, we chilling. We out here. Yeah, man. Christmas is right around the corner, man. I can't. I'm, I'm just happy to get a little bit more time off work. Happy to be around family. Just enjoy it. Get some, uh, kill my son and some Smash Brothers. You know, I got to teach him because he thinks he's the OG. I'm like, listen, I was playing this before I even thought about you. Like, oh, you got to send that friend code. You got to <laughs> see what's up. <laughs> I got you. Um, what else has been going on your week, man? You had a good week? Uh, yeah, man. Just work. Just trying to get a lot of stuff taken care of, taken care of before I get my vacation in. So, you know, it's it's a little bit more busy than it should be, but you know, it's all good. I'm off next week, so that's all that matters. Uh, the whole week? Well, I'm I, I'll work one day just to make sure I don't miss nothing. But other than that, I'm off the whole, the rest of the week. Shit, more power to you, bro. More power <laughs> to you. Um, but man, we we it was an eventful week in hip hop, but at the same time, kind of slow. Like it's just the events that did happen were so magnified; it's ridiculous. Um, so we're gonna get into the first one. We're gonna start off on a positive note. Cardi B becoming the first woman to headline the Rolling Loud Festival. What do you What do you think is? She's had the best first first year in hip hop ever. Agreed. Listen, Grammy nominations. She's headlining her own shows. It's only a matter of time before she goes on like headlines a tour. Like Cardi, hey Cardi B, winning out here, man. She's definitely winning. Definitely. Like we like like we said last week. She's the she's the queen of rap right now. She's the queen of rap. After only that being rapping for two years. That is a fact. And if people argue with that, they really aren't just paying attention to how much she's done in the first year. And so I know this, I, I didn't exactly put this question on a sheet, but I do got to present this to you. Mm-hmm. Ha, does Cardi B have the better singular year in hip hop than 50 Cent? Ooh, Ooh that's, a, that's a great question. Uh, hmm. And we're talking about get rich or die trying fifty, right? Yeah. So we're yeah. So the way I, I'm looking at it, so Wankster dropped on the Eight Mile soundtrack, and some people really started paying attention to Fifty. So mm-hmm. from that point on to get rich or die trying, that whole first run, I know he had the better overall run because he his run lasts like three three to five years, right? But right, just right. that just that first year, man. Uh, I think Cardi might might edge him out a little bit. Cause let's let's think about it, right? So this for Cardi this year, right? Mm-hmm. Number one album, uh, multiple number one singles on the Billboard Hot 100. She had a baby. She's had she headlined a festival. What what am I missing? Uh, endorsement deals. She got Fashion Nova deal. I know she got some other endorsement deals. All of this happened in 2018. Oh crap! And then so 50, right? Wangster on the Eight Mile soundtrack, Get Rich or Die Trying drops, which is of course a classic album, a debut classic album. Um, what else am I missing for Fifty? Uh, well, he won multiple VMAs, multiple. Um, he won, I, he won more awards than Cardi. Probably what Cardi's gonna gonna win, but I don't really compare it on that. So Fifty and well, okay. So let me ask you this: Does a VMA win 
is that better than a Grammy nomination? Because wasn't she wasn't she nominated for Bodak Yellow this year? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, bro. I mean, and then even with that said, like this is a woman doing that, and not to sound sexist, like it's it it it's it it was easier for a male of that time than it still mm-hmm. is for a woman nowadays. Right. And damn, and she re- can we do? Can we say Cardi had a cosign? Like she doesn't really have a co- like. I know people like her, but did she get an official cosign from a rapper from somebody? No. So you can basically you you can really say she's doing all of this by herself. So yeah, yeah I think I gotta go with Cardi's run is better. I got I think I gotta go with that. This is and, crazy. And the just to point out the Grammy nomination. So Fifty did win um, Best Rap Album Grammy, and he and he won um, Best Rap performance with the duo with magic stick by by little kim but he won no single awards for a song or got even i don't know about the nomination i'm just looking off wins here uh-huh. so cardi's right there she matches him right then and right there. right so yeah I, I gotta give it to cardi too it's crazy I, I guess it was only a matter of time before you know a woman stepped up you know and and had the accomplishment accomplishments cardi has had but in such a short amount of time for Cardi being in the industry, like th- that's what's crazy to me. Like she's only really been in the rap industry for under, I would say under two years, like maybe a year and nine months. Like it's cr- it's crazy. Yeah, because I mean, she dropped those two mixtapes. What was it within like a few months of each other, and then that dropped a, Bodak yeah, Yellow, which was which was in twenty seventeen, right? Yeah, yeah, man. Shout, man, shout out to Cardi. I know I keep saying it, but shout out to Cardi because this <laughs> her run is crazy right now, man. I hope she keeps it up. I know she's gonna drop an album next year, or she got to oh, drop yeah. something next year. So money, what's is that like? I know they're dropping the video. Is what's that on? It's just a single. I think it's, it's just, just a single. single. So yeah. yeah, she's dropping up. She's dropping. She's probably gonna announce the album. I say by February. You can announce it. Just don't drop that shit until June. Too many. Listen. <laughs> I listen to too much new music this whole year, man. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. We've listened to so much music, but um, so it wasn't all positive coming out the uh, the Rolling Loud Festival. Offset crashed the performance, man. Had like a whole thing come out, and he trying to get her to apologize. As someone who loves live performances, listen. If I was there live and that shit happened. Yeah, I'll probably be entertained by the fact it happened, but I'd be pissed off as well. Like, that's just disrespectful as an artist to just... Could you imagine, like, look, we're podcasting now. If someone just walked in and just interrupt what we're doing? Nah, nah, it's not. That's not okay. That's not okay at all. Like, it's, it's a lot of layers to this whole situation, right? So, let me just say, Offset coming on stage during her performance was the incorrect move. He should not have done that whatsoever. Now, I do understand that they are married. I do also understand that Offset cheated. I get that. And it's really up to Cardi. It's literally up to Cardi if she wants to take him back or not. Now, it is Offset's job as her husband to try to get her back if he wants to get her back. But you don't interrupt her during her work, especially when she's the first woman headliner of a festival like don't do that if you really want to try to get her back you wait for her in her dressing room or wherever the hell she be at after she after her performance like that's how you don't do that shit don't do that shit in well this is just me but don't do that shit in public definitely don't interrupt her while she's doing you know while she's working it's there's there's way better ways to do that 
way better ways to do that. Yeah, and in my opinion, it's like, okay, you're trying to win her back, but at the same time, you're doing something that's completely disrespectful to her art to win her back. Like, have more respect for her than to interrupt. Like, even even if you were waited to the end of the performance, if you wanted to just do this grandiose thing on stage, it still would have been slightly disrespectful, but at least have enough decency to respect her in this moment that she's having to not interrupt in the middle of the performance, man. Exactly, because now, like, nobody's even talking about her performance now. They're all talking about Offset coming on stage. Like, the, the her her entire moment for performing is gone because Offset decided to crash it. Like, it's, cra- like, it's crazy. Like, why would you do that? What in his mind clicked or who told him that that was okay to do? Because it's, cause it's really not. Yeah, and then, like, there's a video of, like, her, I don't know if it's her manager, her publicist, someone on her squad, like, encouraging him to do it. So, like... He had an inside person on You just don't do that. Well, that person needs to be fired because obviously whoever that person is did not understand the magnitude of her of that performance on that particular night. True. Because, again, nobody's even talking about her performance now because Offset decided to crash it. Like, that's that's wild. That's wild. Listen, man, it's better ways to try to get your woman back. And why? Like, if you if Offset really wants Cardi back, why is he doing all this shit publicly? And that's the issues is that like people do stuff publicly that really should be left private. And it's like he's focusing more on the attention that it will get from fans rather than doing the putting in the actual work to get, to get your wife back. Like that's the right. Issue. Yeah, it's like <clears throat> he wants to create a spectacle rather than focus all of that energy on Cardi. You know what I'm saying? Like he's concentrating on doing this shit in front of people, which is not the be- is not the best move. Now, granted, I do think. Well, I, I won't say Cardi likes the attention. I won't say that. Listen, he, you just can't. You just can't do that shit out in public, man. Like at some at some point, you got to keep your relationship private because obviously, keeping it public isn't working. So you got to do something. You got to do something different, man. But let yeah. me let me let me ask you this though, because you know this is how my mind works. So Cardi and Offset, they have they're they're on like the same label. They got the same teams. Like they run in the same circles. Do you think the team orchestrated that to generate buzz? Like, do you think the team maybe went behind Cardi's back and told Offset, look, go do this, you know, go um, go get all these flowers and shit, crash, you know, interrupt her performance and try to get her back? You know, that's an interesting twist and take on it because you would the label benefits from all this, like Offset's album being pushed back and getting ready to be released, hopefully, and them having this whole it's like free publicity in in a way so that right. actually makes a lot of sense i wouldn't be surprised like i at this point i put nothing past labels to try to manufacture anything i wouldn't be surprised if this whole breakup angle is manufactured honestly which would which would also be crazy and it's a shame that <coughs> labels and artists now have to it seems like they have to rely on going viral like going viral is the new album push like the new marketing scheme for albums Rather than only going, you know, only going on like the promo tour where you go talk, do interviews and stuff like that and maybe doing snippets of songs or putting out singles. It seems like going viral now is the way to sell an album. Yeah. And it's all social media's fault. And I hate it. <laughs> I hate yeah. it. Yes. The, the the way social media now affects the way that um everything like gets noticed and attention is, is really disgusting because it stops becoming about the artist and more about drama like that's all it is it's put on how much drama can you generate for whatever and it used to be back in the day that you know rappers would start beef 
before an album or something like that. Now it's at the point now it's like just stupid shit, man. Right. Right. Now, a lot of people. So I saw, I think, maybe 50 T.I., Lil Duval, if I'm not mistaken. All of them have sent Cardi, like, I guess, messages under her under some of her posts telling her that they need to take telling her that she needs to take offset back. What do you think about that? Listen, people need to stay the fuck out of people's business and relationships. Agreed. You, 50, I expect. Like, at this point, I expect 50 to comment under everything because he's the troll god. There's no troll like 50 Cent. But as far as everyone else, man, they just you just really need to stay out of people's personal lives. I don't care if you OG. I don't care who you are. Unless you're, like, someone who they both confide in and even then leave that shit private. Stop trying yeah. to, to jump in people's shit. Right. Again, like I said, it's it's literally up to Cardi. It's Cardi's decision if she want to take him back or not. If she does, that's her husband. You know, deal with it. Like it is what it is. If she decides not to, again, that's her that's her decision. Like she doesn't have to take him back if she doesn't want to. He fucked exactly. up. So exactly. I mean, that's really what it is. Like that's literally it. Do I care if she takes him back or not? No. I I give no I give no fucks at all. Again, it's her decision. That's that's really it. That's, yeah. that's it. Yeah, and that's why, you see, I ain't even, like, put that on our sheet to sell. Because at the end of the day, they're married. If they could work it out, that's between them. I don't give a damn about anybody's relationship, to be quite honest. Especially right. no celebrities. So, I don't, I don't even want to talk about Offset and Cardi in that sense. But, you know, it was the biggest story of the weekend. If we didn't talk about it, people would have been wondering. So Right. So, yeah, man. Again, shout out to Cardi because she's still out here winning no matter what. So it oh, is yeah. what it is. She definitely won. That That's that's it. This this is this year. Two, 2018. She has been the biggest star of the year for me. Yeah, man. It's definitely. So uh, we're going to go ahead. We're going to get into our first break, uh, our first commercial break and a couple of songs. We're going to catch you guys on the other side of this. Yep. Welcome to Technical File, the sports podcast you never knew you needed. It's your boy, T-I-M-K-I-N-Z, the number three, a.k.a. Go, go, Power Ranger. Yeah, this is the Black Ranger. It's me, a.k.a. Mr. Give It To Me. It's Ash Ketchum in his bed. <laughs> I am the Eric J. Only known as. The Eric J. And I'm Camille, point guard of the crew, the real-life Tifa Lockhart, the girl next door. You know, holding it down for all the women who love sports. And it's your boy, K. Harris, the gentleman. The gentleman. the gentleman. Also known as K. Diddy. Take that, take that. But better known as the people's jabroni. <laughs> and that's us. I mean, we four friends come together every week to talk about the biggest stories in sports with our own flair to it. Let me tell you, you ain't never heard a sports podcast that's entertaining before. Damn straight. So check us out every Wednesday. Get at us. Look. My bitch is all bad, my niggas all real. I ride in his dick in some big tall hills. Big fat checks, big large bills. Run out, flip like 10 car wheels. Cold ass bitch, I give raw chills. 10 different looks and my lips all kill. I kiss him in the mouth, I feel all grills. Heat in the car, that's me on wheels. Woo! I was born a flex. Yes. Diamonds on my neck. I like boarding jets, I like morning sex. Woo! But nothing in this world that I like more than checks. Money! All I really wanna see is the money. I don't really need to be any All right, bro. So we 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 do have an album we're gonna get to eventually, but <sighs> and we talked about Offset in the last thing, but he said the Migos are the biggest rap group ever. 
This has gotten responses from a few people from some legendary groups themselves and Turk and Lazy Bone. But we got to talk about this, man, because, you know, we're hip hop heads, man. The Migos, are they the biggest rap group ever? Hell no. Listen, <laughs> Offset isn't that much younger than me, if I'm not mistaken. He may be five or six years younger than me. But I'm I'm sick at all. I'm sick of all these young people. <laughs> like all all of these younger acts, younger artists claiming to be the best in their genre. Uh, Migos, the best rap group ever. Um, who, who what's the what's the R&B cat name? Jack Jacquez or yeah, Jacquees. That that guy saying he's a king of R&B. Sir, you don't even does he have an album? I don't Does think he have so. singles? Like, how are you the how are you the king of R and B, my guy? How? And, and then, then, he, then he followed that up by singing acapella. And was, if you can't sing acapella, you're not the king of anything. But we'll it, continue. Exactly. And then, um, fucking, what's the cat name? T- uh, Tory Lanes. Oh, and, listen. Okay, so okay, I'm sorry. Back to Offset and this rap group discussion. Listen. I'm 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 sick of I'm sick of these young cats. No, Migos are not the best rap group ever. There's no way. They haven't even been they haven't even been in the industry long enough to claim that. They don't need they don't have a classic album. They just they just have a bunch of hit singles. And he, Offset probably only said that because they have a lot of money. That means nothing in these type yeah. of discussions. That means absolute absolutely nothing. If they go up against any rap group like rapping, they would lose. Yeah, like, man. It's just it's it's so frustrating because I know we mentioned this before, but these younger these younger artists, why do they not respect their like? Why do they not acknowledge the 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 things, the sacrifices that the older artists have gone through to keep the culture alive, so they can even have a a shot at being in the in the industry like that? That bothers me so much. That that really bothers me. I hate it. Yeah, and we'll, we'll, we got something later on in the show where it's like a blatant disrespect by the newer generation of the hip-hop elders and everything. But to sit there and say you, you're the best rap group ever, is it's like, like you can't even say you're the best rap group now. You may be the highest selling rap group now, but you're not. Like, give me give me Wu-Tang Clan right now over anything the Migos do. Like, not we're not really talking about historically. Like, as long as... Andre 3000 and Big Boy still have the possibility of reuniting on stage. <laughs> you can't you like no, like it's just <laughs> you're not. Man, um the, the the Hot Boys were a better group than Amigos are now. Yeah. Like come on, man. Yeah. And I think you it's evident be, too fucking kidding me. When when like so far, yeah, two two of the uh of, of them have had solo albums, terrible. Like right. So as long as that's the case, like you just gotta shut up and stay in your lane. That's all I got to say. Just shut up, make your money, be happy with what you do, man. But you're definitely not the best rap group ever. But let's move into our next our next topic, man. Um, where do you think they stand as the best of their generation? If we're just gonna qualify it as that, as and I, 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 I typically the way I define a generation is almost every five to ten years is a new generation in hip hop. Now, are we talking about as a group? Or are we talking about just period, like just X period? As a group. Because because what other rap groups have there been in the last few years? Are we are we classifying the ASAP mob as a group? Uh I would say no, because I, I think I know they put out like a compilation of everybody, mm-hmm. but 
I don't think they actually market themselves as an actual rap group. It's more like just a crew of people. Okay. If that makes sense. You're right. Huh. That is a very good question. And if you're going to frame it that way, who else I mean, is, is a rap group right now? I don't think, I don't think there are any, unless it's like some underground stuff that I don't know about. Cause I don't, I don't really think there are any other mainstream rap groups currently. You At least not of like the younger, not of the younger generation of people. Cause I mean, the lock, the locks put out something last year, if I'm not mistaken. Hell, didn't Wu Tang put out something last year? Yeah, I think Wu-Tang they put did. out something this year, right? Wasn't that this year? It may have been last year, but it was late last year if it was. Yeah. So I guess take by technicality, they have the best rap group because they're the only rap group currently. You got a great point. This is why Black Hippie needs to come out with an album. Um, oh, that's real. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Oh, we counting Slaughterhouse. Damn, but that was no, nah, that was hellos ago, huh? Yeah. Never mind. I mean, Never mind. Damn, I was I got excited. <laughs> yeah, I you know what? I didn't even think about that. There really aren't any groups in hip hop right now. Nope. Like, like I'm really trying to make a case, but I really don't know any. Well, listeners, let us know. If we're if we're completely tripping out right now, I, I'm sure we gotta be missing something. Like, you know, the, and the funny thing is, is there have been a lot of joint albums like the um the Styles P and Dave East, but they're not groups. So right. it's like people are coming together to make these these joint albums and projects, but as like actual group acts, no. <coughs> huh. Now, okay, let me ask you this. Why do you think that is? Like everybody's so buddy buddy and friendly and shit now. Why do you think there aren't <clears throat> there aren't more rap groups now? I don't know. I don't I really don't know. I think um maybe everyone wants their own slice of the pie, like with streaming and everything. Um maybe everyone's seen too that most hip hop groups from the golden age or whatever, the ones that we consider the most broke up, even if they got back together, they broke up. So that's true. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's a good question. Huh? We'll we have to come back to this next week. Exactly. This, this may be another one where we have to come back and, and put it on the docker for next week, because that's wild, man. The fact that there's no real groups in hip hop is just crazy to me. See, if you think about it, there's really no R and B groups either. Currently, Damn, is that the is group true. dead? Is the group and music dead? Damn. <laughs> At least the hip hop and R and B. Damn. Damn, we just uh debunked some shit and we ain't even realize it. Well, there you go. I mean, like I said, listeners, let us know if we completely tripping or missing out on something. But as it stands, man, I think, yeah, I don't think there are any other groups. So by default, I guess they are the best in their generation. Right. So that's the only reason. Because <laughs> it's by default. So offset, you hear that? Only by default, my guy. Unless yes. I unless I decide to start rapping and I got some people from back home that I can start rapping with. <laughs> oh, man. oh man, you you Ralph and Skrilla all get together. Hey, that'd be fire though. Oversaturated the album. Hey, hey, that's actually not bad. You could produce it. We out here. I got you. Um, <laughs> but our next topic, man, you kind of um, touched on it already, man. Tory Lanez, bro, our guy. We we are known Royce the 5'9 fans at the Breaks Radio. We enjoy his work. We've listened to all of his work. I've gone on record to say I think he is is the most underrated uh person as far as mainstream, maybe in hip hop ever. And I stand by that. Mm-hmm. But Tory Lanez has really been feeling himself, man. Come this Twitter back and forth with him and Royce. Like I I didn't see it until you tagged me and then showed it to me, man. Like Tory's tripping. Again, it's it's these young these young cats, man, they they disrespectful. And obviously, obviously, Tory Lanez doesn't really know about 
Royce's past, and I don't mean on wax. I don't mean rapping. I mean as some on some just some real shit. I I've seen Royce the Five Nine hold a rocket launcher. Okay, like a real rocket launcher. I I would never tell nobody that I've seen hold a rocket launcher to suck my. You know, first of all, you don't say that to anybody, any man, period, and not expect to get knocked out. Where I'm, where I'm from, and I'm sure all the hoods around the world, like, you don't just up and say that shit to somebody. You know what I think it is? This So this younger generation is accustomed to saying whatever they want over the internet, and nothing happens to them. That's that's what I'm assuming this is a, like, I, I'm assuming that's why this happened, him saying that. And I don't think Tory Lanez realizes that Detroit isn't that far from Toronto. <laughs> I would ass- really I would assume it's, I would assume it's a quick flight. And Royce was real mature about it. Like I feel like Royce tried to give Tory Lanez the benefit of the doubt like twice, but Tory kept talking crazy to him. Like he kept talking crazy to him. He was like, "All right, just remember you said it, not me." It's I feel like it's on site. It's on site for Royce now. If he ever sees Tory out, it's on site. And <laughs> it gotta I, be. I, right. And I'm not even like like I welcome it. Like I feel like I, I definitely don't condone violence, right? But if you tell another man to to suck your dick, basically, if you tell another man that, you have to be ready for the consequences of that. Like you can't just say that you can't just randomly just say that shit and expect nothing to happen. You can't you can't do that. And he kept calling Royce old. Royce is only Royce ain't even forty. Is it Royce forty? Ah, uh, Eminem's forty, so he got to be in his forties. So maybe he's like forty, forty-one. That but sounds even, about right. Even still, forty isn't that isn't old. So does does Tory Lanez not expect to reach the age of forty because he's calling Royce old? Like that's a bad thing. Like I like I just I don't understand his mindset here. I don't get it. It's the young cats, man. They have no no respect for. The elders, especially Tor- like Tory Lanez, like that whole Jordan Lucas thing went completely to it. Like you would think that he dropped a classic album or something. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's still riding that wave. He definitely and, still riding that and wave. And the thing is, is that like Royce the Five Nine has been one of the people the most in the game that people just, if you notice, no one really wants to be for Royce the Five Nine. No, because you know, dude, I'm assuming Tory Lanez doesn't know who Trick Trick is either. <clears throat> that's not somebody you want to mess with. That's not somebody's family you want to mess with. <laughs> like, come on. Like, seriously. Yeah, man. It, it's 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 just wild, man. I, do you, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. I wasn't going to say anything. Do you think Tory, Tory Lanez is still trying to um, ride the viral wave? So his, like you said, his uh, back and forth with Jordan Lucas, was, even though it was dope, it was unexpected. And... I guess the success of that. Do you think Tory is still trying to ride that wave? Because he called out Pusha T too, if I'm not mistaken, right? I think we talked about that. Yeah, yeah. He said he killed Pusha T, something along those lines. Um, yeah, I think so. I think I think what he I think he realized what the whole thing with Joyner did to put him in a different light. And I think mm-hmm. now he's trying to come at people who who are even more respected than Pusher, so he can. In his mind, he I guess he thinks he can get them. Like he he, he has to legitimately think he can <clears throat> beat these people in a in a battle rap to call them out because pushing Royce are two you don't play. Like seriously, they're two of the people who A, they do their research, B, they will completely embarrass you. Like Pusher goes for knockout punches. He doesn't right. really do jabs. <clears throat> right. And Royce will embarrass you lyrically, and then you can't come to Detroit. Oh, that's a fact. <laughs> and I see 
<clears throat> on the lyrical standpoint, like if if Tory Lanez really feels like he can beat them lyrically, beat um Royce lyrically, fine. Like we we know the truth, but as a rapper, if Tory Lanez really does feel that way, then cool. You know, get your shit off. But when the shit crosses over to more than rap, that's where the disrespect really starts to come in and is is unnecessary. It's just it's just cra- I don't know, man. It's just crazy to me. I don't I don't understand these younger people. I really don't. Yeah, I I, I don't either, man. Like millennials, <clears throat> I, I just I really don't get. And he is a millennial. Um, so like I I just I don't understand it, man. It's you know some stuff isn't. Just, we're starting to get to that point, Johnny, in our age where like our parents really didn't understand why we liked hip hop so much. Like that's what right. we're starting to get. Like my my son who's twelve. I already know in a few years, I'm not going to understand none of the shit that he likes or why that he likes. I may understand it because I'm going to be breaking it down for the podcast, but right. I'm not going to understand the appeal of it. Right. It's like, <clears throat> I, so again, I definitely don't wish harm on anybody, but I do believe in, I guess, keeping the same energy. That's that's a phrase that's been hot the last year and a half. Um. So if you, if Tory Lanez ever does see Royce in person, if they ever happen to cross paths, I hope he keeps that same energy because I know Royce's past. That that's a it's a man like any man, period. Like you just don't say crazy shit to them and not expect no shit to happen. Like you just can't do that. Yeah. You don't tell another grown ass man to suck your dick and you don't expect, expect not to get smacked the next time you get seen. For real. Like it's crazy, man. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's let before well, I want to present this to you only because you brought it up before we get into the next break. The King of R and B conversation. Right. Who's the King of R and B, Johnny? We're just gonna leave it right now for your money. Who's the King of R and B? You will ask me that. <laughs> the King of R and B? If if we're gonna keep it real, we're gonna keep it a hundred. And I hate that phrase. In spite of all the bullshit, I you really have to go R. Kelly. Like if we keeping it real, like if we really keeping it real here, I- I'm sorry. Like, yeah. it is if we're judging it is. just off music, like yeah. nothing else, just off the music, yeah, you have to give it to R. Kelly. Now, <laughs> I'm gonna say this. You know who's in the argument though? Who? Your boy. Who? Keep keep sweat. Keep sweat. Listen, <laughs> listen. And I don't mean the way no. he sounds. I'm just talking about the music. Keep sweat got hits. Ja Rule has more R and B hits than Keep Sweat. Hey man. I do not agree with that. It's <laughs> okay. But Ja Rule does have a lot of R&B hits. I'm not going to front. Well, I mean, <laughs> no, real talk. How many R&B hits are you giving Key Sweat? He only has, like, like regardless of me liking his voice now, what, he's at three? No, it's, it has to be more than that. Bro, Key Sweat ain't got more than three three hits. Man, it... So he got nobody, right? Yeah, nobody. Make it last forever. Man, okay. Do you count I Wanna as, a, as R&B? Yeah, we, we can get through <clears> this conversation. We can give it to him. Twisted. Okay, yeah, Twisted. Hold on, man. Fuck. I'm really I'm really thinking about Keep Sweat songs here. I haven't listened to a Keep Sweat song in a long time. But yeah. I'm saying, he yeah, still got shit. his... That's four. I already beat your argument. No, so, okay, Ja Rule, R&B hits, right? Um, All the joints with Ashanti. That's like three tracks right there. <laughs> the joint with uh with, with um Jennifer Lopez. Okay. Um. So, what... He he got three or four. He got if not more. He got just as much as many R and B hits as as Keith Sweat. I'll give you maybe just as many, but I will, I definitely won't say more. I ain't gonna say more. Okay, 
That's fair. I'm with it. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's go ahead and get into our next break. Um, we'll catch you guys after this. Express, where we are spilling the tea weekly on latest trends, celebrity news, and the culture. Check out Tea Time with I'm Just Saying, available on The Breaks Media. Hold on to them cups. <laughs> you don't want to miss this. Well, Johnny, we asked them to stop releasing albums. They won't do it. Hell no. And just, just I, I'm going to go ahead and say this. We're going to peel back behind the curtain. The Kodak Black album was originally supposed to be reviewed on this episode, but I listened to it. Me and Johnny agreed, fuck that shit. Um, so we're gonna review, (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna review Gucci Man's album. Just general thoughts on this, man. Um, all right. Let me say this. So as an overall project, right? Artists have to stop releasing music just because they have a bunch of music. Like, as a as a complete project, this Evil Genius album is just okay. <clears throat> it's just okay. There are a few like standout tracks, but overall, you could have kept you could have kept the album, man. You could have kept it. I I don't I don't I can't argue with you. I should say at all on this. It's it's and it's funny because it 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 it's so many different ways. So we I killed Big Crit. For releasing what the five project album or whatever or five song mm-hmm. then he released another three track project a couple weeks later like that could have been an album that's eight tracks add a couple of, of skits between it like why are you releasing two separate ones right but on the flip side of that i agree with you 100 percent with shit like this when it's just like i recorded a bunch of songs there's no cohesion here at all there are some really good songs on there i will say for gucci man i think gucci man has evolved as an artist from the the fun and the memes and the burt that we used to make fun of him about. <laughs> but just overall as an album, it's this is empty to me. Yeah, like <clears throat> Gu- Gucci Mane's rap style, right? I almost equate it to like 21 like how 21 Savage raps, like it's no it's no inflection in his voice. Like he raps in the same voice throughout almost every track. I cannot remember the one track he actually sounded like a real rapper i i really i cannot remember the name of that track but it was it was one it was maybe one or two of them where he actually sounded like a rapper instead of just and i'm go you know like it bothers me so much and i'm actually surprised i was able to get through this album now what i would say is good about this album right some of the features so i've never really listened to any kevin gates music but Kevin Gates snapped on that song. I'm not going. Like yeah. I didn't know he actually. I didn't know he could rap for real. I'm, not, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna keep it real. I didn't know he could really rap. So I was pleasantly surprised by his verse on that. Somebody I never thought I would ever give praise to at all. Lil Pump on the last song. Lil Pump's verse was actually dope. I'm like, okay, this look. This kid is actually rapping here. Okay, I can respect that. So I, I appreciate that as well. Um, and it says that's a bonus song. So I didn't realize that. Um, Twenty One Savages. Twenty One Savages. Uh, feature was just okay because you know he raps in monotone voice. Um, there's a person called Lil Skies that kind of sang on the hook on Mad Russian. That was that was cool. Um, and then there's a Quavo was on here quite a few times actually. 
And then you have the Migos and Lil Yachty. That was actually one of the worst songs on this album. Solitaire. Solitary, whatever you, however you want to pronounce it. That song was horrible. Like, like bad. Like, there's some bad songs on this album, but that song was horrible. Like, like I don't understand if y'all understand how I'm trying to portray how bad this song is. That song is not good at all. <laughs> <laughs> that song is terrible. So, I mean... Because Gucci actually released the album in 2017, too. So, like, is he going to release an album every year? Like, you got to just stop releasing music just to release it. If it's just, like, if it's just, like, okay music. Like, you got to stop doing that, man. You really got to stop doing that. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's funny because, like, we'll, not us specifically, but hip-hop in general will kill a rapper for not releasing projects at a frequent rate. But then you get stuff like this, someone who does release albums every year attempts to and uh yeah it's just there's some very good moments like i said overall on this album i think there's like a a stretch in the is the beginning or end of the album but on god father's day out of proportion i think are the three best tracks on this album okay and i know they all come like kind of close together my thing is is that i wish there was more of that type of energy and that's 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 something as I get older, I like cohesion in my albums. Like, and I used to never, I, I guess I used to never really think about it, but like, I like an album to sound like it, it, it's presented as a project, not all over the place. And that's what killed some of these tracks really honestly sounds like they should have come, come from SoundCloud rappers. Agree. I, I totally agree with that. Like, a lot of these songs sound like they were just thrown together. Like, somebody put a beat on. And he literally said the first thing that came to his head, and it was like, "Oh, let's keep that." Like that's horrible. Like that's ba- like that's really not good. <laughs> that's really not good. And especially, then, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was just about to say, especially as someone who's been in the game as long as Gucci has, like I expect better from them. But but continue. Um. So on is either track two or three, I can't remember. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like Gucci actually snitched on himself. It sounds like he said he killed somebody's brother. Like, am I tripping? No, no, I believe that is what he said. Why? Why Why would you do that? Like, why would you do that? I don't know if that's true or not, but still, like, why would you say that? Now, if somebody comes out and says, oh, Gucci killed my brother, they can refer to the song. Like, that's crazy. Like, that's cra- that is crazy. People, that's nuts. Why would you do that, Gucci? He should know better than that. <laughs> he should know better than that. Yeah. yeah. Overall, I think that this album... It's cool. Like, I'm not going to say it's terrible, but I'm going to say it has some really good moments. Like I said, those three tracks that I named, I think, are high points on this album. But the lows are just so low. Yeah. It's like, like damn. Super low. So what you're saying is Gucci should have released a three-track EP. <laughs> and Crit should have released something with these with this many tracks, 18, just under an hour. Oh, my God. Oh, don't nobody. Re- Listen. I'm going to say it again. All artists don't release no new music until May of 2019. I'm tired of of reviewing albums, man. Especially if they're going to be subpar like this one. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know what? We're almost throughout the year. Like, Johnny, (laughs) let's not review any more albums. I don't get, unless like Jay Z drops an album, let's just talk hip hop topics the rest of the year, bro. Because I'm tired of it. You gotta listen. That's all I need to hear. That's <laughs> so, yeah, all I needed to hear. We may not be uh be doing any more uh album reviews just because you know it's so much new. We need an award for how much new music we consume this year. Oh, I agree. 
I that's, definitely agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. And Espe- shout out to Porn Especially Dexter. me coming from somebody that, listen, I'll, I don't mind skipping albums. Like, I'll wait to listen to an album a year later, all because I don't want the hype from everybody else to, I guess, uh, interfere with how I feel about the album. Like, this is. <laughs> This whole year is new territory for me. Reviewing, listening to so much, so much new music in such a short period of time, like this is new for me. Especially from someone who uh, you used to take like periodic breaks from hip hop, right? And I haven't been able to do that this year. <laughs> I, this was my, this was I was supposed to do that this year for at least a month, and I haven't been able to do it. Maybe that's why I haven't felt so many, too many albums this year because it's just like fuck. I feel you, man. I feel I you. Know. That's off to you for being able to change what you do that much, <laughs> man, for this podcast. <laughs> but, oh, man, man. Let's, let's, so, um, final review. Gucci Man, Evil Genius, man. What are you get, giving it out of 10? Man, this is getting like a three. I definitely, definitely will not be going back to this album. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, somebody I, played it in the car. Yeah. Even even those three tracks that I really liked, I, I, I will probably never play this again. Nah. So. Yeah, for me it'd probably be maybe like a four out of ten, but uh-huh. yeah, it's still a felon grade, and I'm good on it, man. Right. <laughs> but let's let's get into the next topic, man. I know we're not reviewing this album, but we got to talk about this interview. Kodak Black and Ebro, um, the inter- they had an interview and th- that was going really well. And like I like to tell my people, don't just watch the clips. People actually go and watch the full interview because there there were some good parts in this interview um, before right. before it broke down. But Ebro asked Kodak Black about well, not really asked. He just said he would like to have a deeper discussion or he's reviewed his case. Uh, some of the some of the charges that he went through. And at some point he would like to have a deeper discussion about it. Kodak Black got visibly like his whole body language. Everything changed. Rosenberg tried to change the subject in something goofy. Kodak wasn't having it. The interview ended. Um, Ebro since had had another interview in which he, you know, talked about how he wished it would have gone differently, how he, what he was trying to do. And, um, but overall stood by his decision to ask what he asked. How do you feel about it, Johnny? You know, there was a lot of backlash saying that he was wrong. He was in the wrong for it. Of course, some people saying Kodak was in the wrong too. What do you think about it? So I'm actually conflicted here because I, so I did watch the entire interview. It was about 20 minutes. Um, the interview seemed to be going really well. Like, so I never really watch uh, Ebro and Ros- Rosenberg interviews for real because they aren't really that entertaining. But I will say that they are, especially Rosenberg, they really are good interviewers. So shout out to them for that. Um, so again, they was asking about his career, his come up, um, asking Kodak about his career, his come up. Everything seemed to be going fine. And I felt... When when Ebro actually brought up the sexual assault, he didn't like you said he didn't like ask Kodak to talk about it. All Ebro did was acknowledge it and say, you know, once everything settles, passes, you know, I guess once the trial is done or whatever, he would like to have Kodak back. <laughs> See what I did there? Mm-hmm. Kodak back to discuss it in more detail, which I thought was like I thought uh, I thought that was okay. Like he didn't. He didn't badger Kodak about it. He didn't jump down Kodak's throat, throat about it. All he really did was bring it up and say, look, I understand what you're going through right now. Once everything blows over, let's have you back so we can talk about it. I thought that was okay. I thought that was fine. Now, I, I and I do understand Kodak's reasoning for getting upset because maybe he didn't want to talk about it. Maybe 
his the pre-production meetings they they agreed that they wouldn't bring it up like i, I don't know what happened before the interview so I, I can see why kodak would have gotten upset now what i did think was crazy after rosenberg brought up like the moon landing or some shit to try to break the ice because the whole energy in the room seemed crazy after ebro brought up the sexual assault case so rosenberg tried to break the ice kodak still wasn't having it okay i get it this is where Ebro went wrong. Ebro brought it back up. He said, Kodak, you seem very, you seem upset that I brought it, up. brought it up. Yeah. yeah. And Kodak stated his piece. And Ebro was like, well, we shit, we could end the interview now if you want or whatever. And Kodak got up. That's where everything went wrong. He, I, I feel like he saw Kodak was visibly upset, right? Don't bring the topic that made him upset back up. Don't do that. I feel like he should have known that somehow. Like, that's that's crazy to me. Um, so you either try to like Rosenberg did either try to steer the interview away from that situation or just be like, you know, Kodak, thank you for coming. We want to end it right. You know, something, some, somehow to trans, some way to transition the interview from being as awkward as it had gotten to less awkward, either try to transition it to another topic. Cause obviously the moon landing shit didn't work or just try to end the interview on the lightest note that you can. That's all you had to do. Cause once Kodak got up, Ebro got up and was like, shit, don't tell me what to talk about on my own show or some shit like that. Like something. It was real hostile after that, basically. I think that's where Ebro went wrong. I don't think he was wrong for bringing it up. I think he was wrong. I think he was wrong for how he ended the interview. And I, and I can I can honestly agree with you on that. I had never thought about it from that perspective. But yeah, I mean, especially as it being his show. I mean, as much as Ro- Rosenberg and everyone else is also personalities on it, um, he could he could have tried to steer it. Or like you say, in, ended the interview in a way that wasn't trying to call out. I think egos got involved, and it's very, yeah. it's it's very clear that at that point, Ebro's e- ego got involved as far as it being his show and how dare Kodak, you know, kind of get that upset at the question. Um, I also think though too, while I agree with you that Ebro could have handled it differently, I also think that you know Kodak, if he was older, he is twenty one years old, which is crazy. If right. he was older, could have been and more mature and thought about it, could have been, you know what? I'm not right now. I don't want to speak on it. He could have also right. changed the subject. Right. So, um, but yeah, I mean, overall, it, it, it just sucks that something that was such a honestly, and, and now Kodak is probably like even his interview on Breakfast Club afterwards was like a really softball interview. Mm-hmm. Um, he was opening up on that Ebro interview probably more than I have ever heard him be when agreed. He, so, and now, He's probably not going to do that. Like his team, especially with the album, is going to control that a lot better going forward. So we may never get him to open up like that again, at least on this run. Right now, I I wonder if I wonder if they had a pre-production meeting, and I wonder if it was said not to bring it up because I I really feel like Ebro brought up the case in a non-confrontation non-confrontational way. Like I feel like he brought it up the best way he could is he wrong for bringing it up i don't believe i don't think he's wrong for bringing it up like i I don't yeah i don't so something something i don't know i'm not sure why kodak got so upset i don't know man yeah i mean he's he's and i don't mean this to be derogatory but really i mean kodak black's a kid i mean yeah for keeping it real i mean and like i said i don't mean that derogatorily it's just that 
he got offended. I mean, regardless of maybe it, it put him back in the mind place of being in court or just maybe his unresolved feelings of being in the situation overall. And it just came out that way. Um, so, I mean, I, I can kind of understand. Yes, I think everybody had a little bit of wrong in it, but I can understand it from all points. I just in the future, I hope that it's held, held it's handled better by all parties involved. And hopefully they've worked it out. They can meet up and talk uh, behind the scenes and they can work that out. Right now, <clears throat> on a lighter note, as I was watching the interview, right, Kodak Black, I, I kept saying to myself, Kodak Black reminds me of somebody. I can't think of who he reminds me of. And then toward the end, it hit me. He almost looks like a miniature sized bird man. He almost sounds like him, too. Ooh. Am, am I tripping? No, you're not. That that That's funny. That That's actually spot on. That is a great depiction. Like if I was blind and not in or you had to explain to someone <laughs> what Kodak Black looked like, <laughs> I could I could feel that. Oh, but sh- the fact that he didn't know the difference between Bushwick Bill and ODB, disrespectful I, as hell. I had that written down. I was going to mention that. But he's only 21. Like, True. Like that pissed me it's off. Still, it's like, still unfortunate, though. It's still unfortunate. He was like, aren't they the same person? Bro, my head went down so quick when I saw that. Like, come on, man. My jaw dropped. I was like, what? Like, it really, it really baffles me, right? These these newer artists that are around Kodak Black's age, like how much they don't know about the older generation. Well, I guess shit to to Kodak Black, Kanye would be his older generation, huh? Like yeah. Kanye's uh Damn, Just let that sink in for a minute. <laughs> that is so unfortunate. Think about it like, shit. I, like, Wu-Tang gotta have tracks that are older than Kodak Black. Oh, albums that are older than That's Kodak crazy, Black. That's crazy, man. That's just, but see, but that, that, that goes to the respect for, like, the art because just like I know who the hell Marvin Gaye is. I know who the hell the Temptations are. Like, that's not even my mom's generation of music. That's my grandmother's generation of music. Yep. It's crazy, man. Oh my god, yeah, that that was nuts. I could, I couldn't believe it. It's like, how how are you in? How are you in the industry and don't know your predecessors? Like that that that's my thinking. Like it's crazy. It's crazy, man. But you know, it is what it is. Yeah, let's <laughs> let, we killed the millennials a lot in this episode, man. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna get into our last break, man. Unless you got anything left from Kodak Black? Nah, man. Um. Uh... I hope somebody enjoyed his album because I ain't going to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to get into our last break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk some Kanye West, unfortunately. This is Ms. 100. And this is Lady T. And we are the, the Hood, Hood Geniuses, Geniuses Podcast. Podcast. Every Monday, we are releasing an episode. So make sure y'all stay tuned. And you can follow us on Twitter at Hood Geniuses Pod, on Facebook, Hood Geniuses Podcast, and on IG. Hood Geniuses Pod. And make sure y'all subscribe to our YouTube page so y'all can see us live and in the flesh. Yeah, and uh, we don't need Lady T to knuck and buck for y'all to start <laughs> listening to us, you know what I'm saying? So, don't make Lady T knuck and buck. Hey, listen, I mean, eventually, you know what I'm saying, Lady T is getting up in age, so it may be, I may be in my wheelchair on my cane, I don't know. But I will get to you. <laughs> yeah, so make sure y'all do that. Hit that subscribe button, follow, and y'all can email us at Geniuses. Pod at gmail.com. Thank you. All right, Johnny. I, everyone who listens to both of my podcasts, man, know that I I try my best not to talk about Kanye anymore. But we got to talk about this, man. Kanye went on a 
I, I swear it felt like it was like three days of a Twitter rant that that it just never stopped. The, the whole him being recorded running away from TMZ, like it was oh, a I hell of it. Oh, you he was coming he, out of he, some building and uh he saw the, the paparazzi coming and he's gonna say he said he looked at him dead in their face, said hey, and then took off running into the truck. <laughs> my god. <laughs> Kite. Oh my goodness. Kanye was really good, my guy. <laughs> but he went on this on this Twitter rant, man. He mentioned the beef with Drake and shots being thrown at him on sicko mode, and it's really how, a lot to say. How old is the song Sicko Mode? Well, I know the album came out this year, but hasn't the song hasn't that song been out for like for some months? Yeah, I mean, it, shit, the album's been out for some months. I think it only was released as a single fairly recently, but yeah, I mean, the album's been out for a while. Kanye hella late. Like, why are you just now hearing it? Well, shit, I can't really say that because never mind. Because <laughs> I just <laughs> listened to it like a week or two ago. Oh my god! Listen, all right. Kanye is still full of himself. Kanye still needs mental help. Mental health help. Um, I I really have I really have no words for this man. Like, I don't I really don't know what else to say about him. Somebody needs to take his phone, <laughs> check him it, check him into something where he can just be isolated and talk out all his problems with somebody like it's it's crazy he he was telling drake on twitter like man to man this is between me and you how is it between you and drake and millions of people can see this shit on twitter it's an us it's annoying like it's really annoying man i i don't know what to say yeah it 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 just really reads bad if you're just looking at it from the standpoint of just looking at this rant and just the stream of thought if you can it's not even coherent like it's just going all over the place and then him and travis scott had a meeting like bro i don't have the energy for kanye in 2019 i'm right now unless kanye drops a classic album i don't have the energy for kanye west anymore bro neither do i man because i mean i've been past the whole this whole kanye wave especially after those albums it's like and Trump is like, come on, like what? What? Why we? Why hasn't the cancel community canceled Kanye yet? They, they canceled tried everything. To. He just else. keeps coming back. <laughs> he, he doesn't <laughs> care about being canceled. <laughs> Kanye cool. West is that dude. Um, I forgot the Office Space who got fired, but just kept coming up, showing up for work. <laughs> That is a great parallel. That's funny. <laughs> like the culture tried to cancel him three or four times, but he just keeps showing up. Like, I don't care. Nah, it's like the roach you step on and keep coming back. Man. That's wild. God. Somebody, God. somebody get Kanye some help, man. Damn. <laughs> Kanye West, the hip hop roach. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the title. And that's the title of this episode. Well, <laughs> Johnny, man, you got anything left, man, on Kanye West just to. Nah, just somebody get that man some help and take his phone. Yeah. Where the hell is the album at? Like, where's Yandy at? That shit ain't coming. (laughs) Fuck that album. I don't even want it. I don't even want it now. I don't want no music from Kanye no more. (laughs) Uh, Watch him drop it on, like, New Year's and it'd be a classic album. And then we got to review it. (laughs) All I'm going to say, all I'm going to say is we'll see. But... Oh, I man. seriously hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, well, Johnny, man, I think I think we're going to go ahead and stick a fork in this one, man. This has been the Breaks Radio. You got any parting words for the people before you tell them where they can find you? 
Um, I just hope everybody enjoys their holiday, man. Enjoy your family. I know we probably said that for Thanksgiving, but still, same for Christmas. Enjoy your family. I hope you guys have fun and just relax, just chill. And uh, you can find me on Twitter, J-O-N, two underscores, the letter B. Instagram, I'm J-B-S underscore E-S-L underscore A-A-M-U. Holla at me. All right. You can follow me at CEO Hayes. It's at CEO H-A-I-Z-E. You can follow The Breaks Radio at The Breaks Radio. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, thebreaksmedia at gmail.com. And lastly, you can leave us a voicemail. Call us, Texas, 614-547-2039. This has been The Breaks Radio, and we are out. Peace. Songwriter, and he could sing, bringing in money like raking the leaves. I was just trying to get paper to sneeze. I chew. That was a blessing. She's special to you. I don't look at her special. Actually, I treat her regular. Not being seen, we not making no spectacle. Gates out of first, and he gave it to Kevin. All the above, we do all the acceptable. Scandal the fans had to switch out my cellular. He talking reckless, don't call me back ever. Passing through Garden to holler at Clover. Shout out to Black, shout out to Shedrick. Break money, call up for K911. Just holler that trail. I'm like the Reverend, my section ridiculous. Watch when you stepping. Pockets on indigent, can't be too careful. Steve like I'm tall, and when they yellow, broken and college, fresh with low mileage. I like them black, pretty white teeth, body unique, booty on